and welcome to Reboot Radio. I'm your host, Sheila Kilty, the Undiet Coach. Did you ever wish you had a user's manual for your body? Do you want to finally make sense of all the conflicting and confusing information out there about your health and weight, hormones, gut health, mental well-being, and overall happiness? Then tune in to Reboot Radio. Listen in as we have the interviews, chats, conversations, and heated discussions on the most vital topics in the field of holistic health and wellness for women that you've been craving. Join us to understand how your body actually works and to make the informed choices and decisions you need to create a lifetime of effortless, optimized wellness. This is Sheila Kilty, the Undiet Coach. I am here on this episode today to talk to Ms. Rivka. Sure, hello, Rivka. Hi, Sheila. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm very happy to have you here. Rivka is such an impassioned, amazing person that I've met in my journey in the holistic community. And I wanted to share with you her origin story. I'm always curious about what makes people tick. What was their journey that got them to where they're doing today? And she is just killing it out, really bringing people together and helping people get the resources and the information and the education they need. Rivka is a community cultivator and wellness advocate. And I'd like to welcome Rivka Sure, Hello, Rivka. Hi, thanks for having me. So tell us, what is it that you do and how did you become that amazing thing? I cultivate community and I'm a wellness advocate, but basically I see everything that I've been through in life and had a challenge with. I sort of created community around and try to get resources to help people. So my first thing was leaving my community of origin. I joined a organization that helped people with that and I became a mentor and I'm still part of that organization. I went through infertility and I did a lot of advocacy work. I created a support group that I ran for three years. I did research. I did consulting because uh, that was part of my journey. And then I had a friend that I went to school with and she was celiac. And when I was a housewife, I used to bake and cook and she would say, send me recipes and what could you help me with? And I would send her information and I felt it didn't go anywhere. So I decide I'm going to put it into a group and at least I'll be able to find it. And basically after that, the group really grew. There seemed to be a need and an interest. And over a few years, it grew to 63,700 people that are currently in there. It's a group that helps people. It's, you know, supportive. And it became its own big project. At this point, I'm looking to take it to next level to bring in resources to bring in education, to bring in solutions that will help people really adapt to this way of life, to get a better quality of life, and to figure out how do they get there? How do they help themselves, their family, the people around them? And how do they feel better and do better for themselves while dealing oh, wow. with this diagnosis? Yes. I love it when people have a challenge and when they have a transformation or they find something, their first thought, and these are my favorite people on the planet, like Rivka, her first thought is, I need to help other people with this. This was so helpful. There have to be other people who are kind of lost. And you had said your friend was celiac. For the people listening yes. who don't know, what what is celiac and what is your community for? Okay. So basically, celiac is when they have a gluten allergy or sensitivity, depending, and they can't really tolerate it. And therefore, when they eat that, their whole system gets really 
flamed and they really mm-hmm. can't tolerate it. So there's lots of different levels. But the beginning was it involved. I said it was gluten-free recipes and then people would come in there and support each other. So I said gluten-free recipes to support. And then we named it gluten-free lifestyle and support because we wanted to incorporate other things that this affects. So we can bring that like it's under umbrella. So it's like these are all the things that could help you in living this lifestyle and getting you to your optimal health goals. Absolutely. People with celiac sprue do not have an enzyme that's required to digest the lectins in grains. And the biggest lectin out there is gluten that we know of. And it's very hard for any human on the planet to digest. Lectins are natural inflamers of our gut. They poke at our gut, they can create leaky gut and all kinds of things. And it gets put under the umbrella of gluten-free many times. Oh, you have a gluten-free sensitivity. You don't have celiac sprue, which is an actual disease. It's not just, oh, you're sensitive. It's not, you get tested for it. There's a small intestine biopsy that can be done. It's an actual disease and glutens can kill people with, with, it really is very serious. But then there is a whole spectrum of gluten-free sensitivity. And, you know, from a health coach perspective, I tell people stay away from grains. Grains are the seeds of little short, tough plants and they're ground up because they're hard for us to digest. They have to be ground. We can't just eat them whole. They poke at our intestine and they create inflammation for everybody on the planet. Every human has some level of sensitivity to lectins. They're high in beans and different places, but actual gluten, which celiac sprue people at that form of lectin is what celiac sprue sufferers suffer with. But gluten-free has been so ubiquitous out there. It's been taken over by marketing companies and big food, like, ooh, people are going gluten-free. And what's frustrating is you think you're just buying something gluten-free and so it's going to take care of your inflammation in your gut, but it's full of all kinds of junk. It's because marketing and big food has taken over and has usurped something that started out so well-meaning. That must be frustrating for a lot of people, Rivka, who are trying to be gluten-free. Yeah. So I I feel like there's in the group, sometimes it's like there's different camps. Listen, it's a hard thing to accept and to do. And there are purists and people say, you just have to be healthy and eat natural things and cut those out. And then there are people that want things that they're used to, but then it's very expensive. And then it's really not the healthiest. There's comorbidities like diabetes. And then there's Mm -hmm. also dairy sensitivities. There's different camps on this. I believe ideally doing the natural way is probably the best way, but we don't tell anybody like what to do, but it, it is hard and it is hard for people. Ideally that could be good, but it's like, I think educating and encouraging and having people understand what does what and how different things go in different places could really help them to get to that place. There's lots of things involved. There's a health journey. There's a mindset journey. There's a mindset piece. There's all different kinds. So it's sort of like, well, hey, I guess you could say a lifestyle, but there's a bigger piece and there's a lot of different parts to it. And it's a process and it's mm-hmm. a journey in and of itself. How do I get there? How do I figure that out? Even for me, it's been a health journey just in my life, things that I went through and taking charge of my health and my mental health to get myself to that better place that I want to be is also a whole journey. So I definitely understand and definitely relate. Yeah. There's a yeah. spectrum of people out there with 63,000 people in your Facebook group community. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. huge. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. That is a, a big, <laughs> wonderful 
accomplishment on your part, but you're dealing with a spectrum of people who are mildly sensitive to severely celiac, people who are looking for swaps, all of it. Like they think the answer, because the marketing says, all you have to do is have this healthy choice, gluten-free cupcake, and you'll be fine. You know, there's this marketing that says, all you need is a swap. You'll be fine. Yeah. But then it's interesting because then they come back with a product. They're like, did you try this product? Because then I still had a reaction. Then this still happened. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? Over time, really seeing that and seeing what people ask, that's sort of like, yeah, it's, that's the challenge. The truth is the, the idle thing is to like really go the most natural, go the most of what's going to work with your system yeah. and also individualize things mm-hmm. like that. But um, that's really like the best way to go because yeah, yeah. substituting and all that stuff, there's still always going to be a point. That's a slippery slope for so yeah. many reasons yeah. because then you get stuck into that marketing loop with big food. I'd look into all of them and see how much is doing things like usurping gluten-free and making it some truly bastardized, really toxic swamp of marketing. And people are busy. People are not feeling good. They're busy. They get a gluten sensitivity. Ah, you must be gluten sensitive. It's kind of, well, maybe it's that kind of diagnosis from their doctors in the five minutes they have with them in a room. And they're running down the aisles of the grocery store with the kids and they're yelling and you're just, it says gluten-free. You go, yeah, throw that in there. They know we're busy. They know we're going to grab something. Even for me, I had issues with sugar. I had gestational diabetes, Mm -hmm. like I don't buy any of those things. I yeah. can, the cereal doesn't work for me. There's certain Bologna. things that are high. Yeah. First of all, I'm sensitive to everything. So if it has anything artificial, I know right away, anything that's high glycemic is mm-hmm. an issue for me. So it's like, I don't even, when they say those things, I don't even go down that road. Yeah. And I'm also trying to teach my son, you know, how much sugar they have in there. Look how much sugar you're supposed to have a day and make that's a decision. great that you're and, teaching you know, them how to read labels. Cause step one that I always tell everybody yeah. is become a label reader, take your yeah. education into your own hands. And there's so much marketing. There's a money motive in our medical system. Doctors oh, are yeah. being controlled by pharmaceutical companies and they're using a lot of stale science. They walk in with their prescription pad out. Like what kind of pill can I throw at? I you? told my doctor, no, no drugs. How are we making this that we don't have to take you're any kind of But it's up to us to find Mm -hmm. people like Rivka, ladies, who are out there, who teach you and are about the education of this myriad education that Rivka's had and putting it out there on this group and saying, here's what I've learned. You have to know after all these years of doing this, here's what I've learned. Number one, educate thyself, women. Like, Learn how to read a label. Learn the 187 ways sugar is listed, the 15 ways gluten-containing foods are listed. Even if it says gluten-free, there's certain yeah. ones that pass like that 2 to 3% standard that they allow. So you really need to look at things with a grain of salt. And you know what doesn't have a label, Rivka? Yeah. The food That's... on the outer aisles of... Yeah, this is the big discussion, and this is what's talked about time and time again of, yes, what, what are those other things, mm-hmm. ingredients look like? This is where you should be shopping yeah. for your food. And it's, for some people, it is hard. I think there's the education piece, the coming to terms with it, working on your mindset, really understanding, not being overwhelmed and saying, let's see how we could bite this bit by bit and really what's going to get us to that 
place so with our mind with our body right. exercise all kinds of things i i started i walk three miles a day there's a lot of things that i started doing to really help myself really get to that next place to understand of like how That's could we go there and though, do, when you know yeah. you can take your health into your own hands you know that yeah. you can create the future for yourself the kind of mom grandmom someday you want to be and yeah. to be able to have those authentic choices available to you because you are making those tough choices. I always say, pick yeah. your heart. Change yes. is hard. You know, it's harder the yeah. consequences of not making that change. This is what a lot of people say. It's wellness or illness. And I see it, you know, Ooh, like I, I love I, writing that down. I, you know, I, I go swimming with the seniors <laughs> in my <laughs> development and this woman, she's just like every day, the doctor. And I'm like, if you're not taking this in your hands and I didn't always do this, you know, I went through a lot of things in life and then I went through COVID was really bad. And then I realized if I don't take this in my hands, this is going to be bad. And that's why like I'm on this health journey every day, rain, shine, doesn't matter. Every day, the walking, every day, the, the swimming, every day, the food part is hard. I'm not going to tell you it's not, but every day trying to get to that place because, you know, I have an opportunity to, today to make it better, to yeah. put it there, to do it. And I have a young child and to help him to educate him. That's so a challenge also cooking for yeah. a child and you're cooking for yeah. yourself and he may or may not be needing to be gluten-free, but glutens are, you know, those yeah. lectins are bad for anybody. So it's great yeah. to teach him. Yeah. My mother used to call um, my house, the house of no food joy. She'd come <laughs> over and she's like, where are the crackers? Where are the cookies? Where's the bread? You know, she'd open my cupboards and she goes, there's no food joy. It's all ingredients. Yeah, we don't, we don't, yeah, we don't have that in our house because then we would eat it all. But it also right. it's like, yes, exactly. What do you have in your house? What kind of foods did you grow up with? You know, now we're in Passover. Passover was always mm. uh, in a way a better holiday because you're, you take a lot of those things out. And I like the pure foods because you do feel better on those. Yeah. It's a challenge the sugar, all that stuff. It's, it's a big challenge and we're not going to say it's, it's not, everywhere. but you have to make the choice and that's why, you know. Well, I say I want to live on a farm one day and just, you know, live off the land. <laughs> Wouldn't that be next. wonderful? Oh, that would be the best. Yes. I don't think that's in my future, yeah. but I get all my produce and meat delivered as locally as possible and just raised my standards. And it is a project to feed yourself well, but the yeah. benefits, the dividends that you get from doing that, like with Rivka, she made that decision. She pulled the trigger and said, you know what? Mm -hmm. I want a better quality of life. And that is up to me. It's not in a pill. It's yes. not in being just closing my eyes and pretending it doesn't happen. I'll just be fine. Yeah. I'll just be fine. Yeah. When you embrace it, you acknowledge it, you make mm -hmm. the lifestyle changes. Rivka's living that life that has possibility, ladies listening. Yeah. It is possible no matter where you are starting from. And Rivka, yes. talk to us about where you started. Like, where were you when you started this? I mean, what, what was life like before you made those decisions in that journey? Okay. So yeah, till now there was just like, there was a lot of things going on. So like the gluten-free part in the celiac is not specifically for all clarity. It's not specifically, it wasn't specifically my journey, mm -hmm. but I'm still on it because that I sort of like did for my friend and that's how it came to be. But my own health journey happened where there was a lot of stress. There was a lot of things going on when I went through the infertility. It was a lot of stuff that I had to put into my body. And I think the breaking point, then I got a divorce. It was a lot of life stuff happening. And then I had my son and I had gestational diabetes. I think when I got COVID and it was really, really bad. And I think that was the breaking point where I realized that, and I would get sick like every month and my immune system was so low that I think that's what 
got me to that place where I got it. And I was like in the ICU and it was, oh, it was really bad. Rivka. Yeah. So I think at that point I realized I'm like, I have to take this in my hands and say, yeah. I'm going to go there and do something different and be on top of it. So I did raise my immunity to a certain degree. Am I perfect and all there? No, but I started with something that I was willing to do and I kept at it and I put it in a way of, this is something I'm going to be willing to do every day. And I kept going with it. And of course, every day I want to like increase something else and take it more next level and understand more. But I think that was like really the turning point. So now it's like last month I did 94 miles, <laughs> which is, which is a big, big, big deal. And I look towards the future of what else could I do? I work a lot of also, like I said, on mental health, but I really have to lose like 50 pounds and all that, but it's like, we will talk, we will talk, we'll yeah. talk. But um, I think I'm on the road somewhere where yeah. I'm heading in that direction. Yeah. And since then, I haven't really gotten really sick too much. I feel like it's on the right path. And it's all a lot of things yeah. all together. It's, yeah. a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. And there are a lot of people who are sick who don't make those decisions and make those tough choices to have improved immunity, to take a, a fundamental approach like that and say, I'm rebuilding my foundation from the ground up. I am rebuilding. And that takes a while. People say, it's been a week and I don't feel better. It's like, yeah, it takes a while to turn this barge around that we're on and it takes a lot to heal your gut. It takes up to six weeks. Once you start taking the right kind of foods in to heal your gut, it takes six weeks at a minimum, sometimes up yeah. to three or four months. It depends on how long you've been ill. And then you made all these changes. You're one of the amazing few who actually make those life changes and not just cookie swaps. You actually yeah. made changes in your life and are dedicated, like you say, rain or shine. You're like the postal service. You are out there delivering yeah. <laughs> on your health, right? And yeah. then even more special, you were sick, very, very sick. You decided to make a change, which is amazing. Congratulations. I try to get people to do that all day, every day. Change management is hard. You yeah. did it. And it's, those yeah. are the people I'm looking for, the people ready to make those changes out there. But then yeah. you did the amazing thing of saying, I had this amazing transformation, this amazing journey. I'm reaping the rewards of it. I'm going to help other people do that too. That is so commendable. Nobody does that. So few people actually say, and now I'm going to help other people with it. And you're just a blessing to so many people who are out there right now who are <clears throat> listening, saying, I've had this problem for a long time. I've been sick for a long time. I don't know why. In whatever way, inflammation, there's just something that doctors can't figure out. Maybe I can do what Rivka did. And you're going to inspire some people listening to this today. I know it because... She's a special person, people. She is someone to watch in her space about what she's doing. And we're getting to the end of our time, but I just wanted yeah. to ask you, Rivka, how can yeah. people find you? What's on the boards? Like what's coming up in Rivka world? So basically, you can always find me under my name on Facebook, under Rivka Share. Um, the group is Gluten-Free Lifestyle and Support. Well, I am currently working on bringing next level. <laughs> I don't have all the details yet, but I am work currently working on because we made this group because it supported people for so long to take it to next level where there's education, where there's opportunity, where there's opportunity for transformation. So we could really help people get to their optimal health goals. And that's a project I've been working on for a bit and I continue to work on and I hope to bring to fruition very soon. There's a lot of value in it now, and then we're going to take it next level up. So that's, oh, that's the plan wonderful. so far. 
Oh, yeah. oh, we'll have to have you back on when you launch that so we can tell people about yes, this amazing 100%. new place where people can get help. Education yes. is key. Yes. I will put the yes. link. Check the transcript, everybody. If you're listening, it's like, how can I find Rivka and find this amazing group? All the links are going to be in the transcript. So you'll be able to find her that yes. way as well. Rivka, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been thank an you. absolute inspirational, <laughs> wonderful talk. Thank you for your time. Thank you. That is great. <laughs> okay. So take care. This is Coach Sheila Kilty. Have a great day. Bye now. See you next time on Reboot Radio. Reboot Radio.